0: Good morning good morning, 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 good morning to you. I want to welcome you to Creating Hustle, a show where we like to ask creatives how they took their ideas and turned it into a business. And as you know, you can only find this show right here on ESPN Richmond 106.1 FM each and every Thursday at 530 a.m. With me, your host, Mush King. Woohoo! I want to welcome you back to uh, this show. And I hope that wherever you're listening to this at, whether it's your car, the gym, work, wherever, um, you have a creative mind and you're thinking about doing something special, or you're just sitting here listening to this conversation. I hope that these creative minds that I'm speaking to uh, highlight some things that may invoke something in you to start your business or your creative project. So each and every week I talk to a variety of people with creative minds who took their ideas and turned it into something special, whether it's profitable or something that's helping the community. And today I have two special guests who are joining me in the creative corner to talk about their projects. And up first we have an author who is using her lessons in life and turning them into books to help out children. So let's slide on over to the creative corner and talk to Tiffany O'Bang. Today we are in the creative corner with Tiffany O'Bang, who is an author. Tell us a little bit about your company and what you do.
1: So my company's name is Sugar Cookie Books and it's a uh, book publishing imprint. And what I do is publish diverse books, mainly, um, or my, Flagship product was career books for kids. They're rhyming and they explain or break down various professions. And then I also have other books that are intended to normalize and humanize our Black children.
0: We're in the creative. Uh, Yes, which is always important. We're in a creative corner with Tiffany O'Bang on Create and Hustle on ESPN 106.1 Richmond. And um, I know that you are familiar with a couple, several of my other guests. And I know that you guys I think share a similar mentor that is.
1: So yes, tell the people
0: how um tell the people how that come like came about and how you go about looking for a mentor.
1: So I don't know if Crystal Swain Bates knows that I'm her mentee. <laughs> But I'm part of her group, um, Six Figure Publishing. Um, And so in that group, there's other authors that have been on this show, Sherry, uh, Charmaine Perry Knights, and Ren Lowe, who have been successful by whatever terms you want to, or however you want to define that. Mm -hmm. And so all trying to learn, and all trying to grow, and all trying to make a difference out here in literature, children's literature, particularly. But yeah, so Mm -hmm. Crystal Swain Bates. um, I call her the indie publishing guru. we um, all look to her for answers and direction, and so far, um, she hasn't steered wrong.
0: I like that. And um, what type of books do you specialize in? Because I know, like, I know it's children's, but what's your specialty?
1: Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Ship is the career book. So Andrew's Career Day, which was inspired by my son. His name is Andrew. And at the time, he was four when I came out with the first book, Andrew Learns About Actors. And that was more to, one, explain the difference between characters and actors. So I think that really became important when um, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, died. Mm-hmm. So the to um, or explain to your children, but also to inspire them to consider a creative career in acting. And then um, that set or series has launched into Andrew Learns About Teachers, which is an inspirational take on what teachers do um, to, again, hopefully inspire kids to consider that. And in that book, it was very important for me to have a Black male teacher because um, Black male teachers are not, they're considered unicorns in some so, um, regions. so I know in Houston, um, having a black male educator is rare. And if they are, then it's going to be in the upper levels, like um, middle school or high school. In high
0: school. So, yeah, exactly. I actually worked in a high school, actually. <laughs> so that's funny <laughs> that you say that. Like, But um, <laughs> another thing that I wanted to ask you that I didn't ask the other authors, like tell us about like the platform that you use um, to distribute your books. Like how does how does that work?
1: So I do. Um, I distribute my books through Amazon and Ingram Sparks um, solely. I do not have like my own website platform for distributing books. I have my own website, which is sugarcookiebooks.com, but you go on there and it's just a page to get you to Amazon. Um, I do not keep my books in-house unless I have an event coming up because it's like storage and I just kind of want it to be, I have a daytime job, so I'm not a full-time author at this time. So uh, I just wanted to be, I put my product out, a good product, quality product out and people can grab it without me having to shift and go to the post office the nearest post office for me is like 20 minutes which doesn't sound far or maybe it does sound far to some but for me to take a break during my work day to go do that it's just not feasible for me so yes my uh, distribution is uh, mainly through amazon and ingram spark
0: we're in the creative corner with tiffany obang from sugar cookie books um who is an author from houston um Can you tell me about the hardest part of being a creative for you? Like the the hardest part of the creative process as far as writing these books?
1: Yeah, um, I think the hardest part for me is just making sure that everything I put out is what I would want to read and what I believe others want to read. So every time I publish a book, I'm like, oh my gosh. So especially when you have follow-up products. So again, the series, the Andrew Career Day series is four books at this moment. And so it started with actors, then teachers, then lawyers, and then lawyers, like got so much momentum that I was like okay I'm about to put out engineers but what if it doesn't live up to momentum of the lawyers and they're like oh my gosh she failed um and then I have my you can see the little seasons books on the side I had Winnie love winter and people love that book and I'm really gracious for that but then when it came to put out the spring book uh those spring I'm like oh my gosh like what am I doing so just content for me because my books um or like in a set, if you will, the seasons books and the career books. It's like, am I producing the same quality? Are people going to get be like, oh my gosh, I know when I get this book or this brand, it's going to give me exactly what I'm searching for from book to book to book. So that has been probably the hardest part for me.
0: We're in the creative corner with Tiffany O'Bang. And the last question that I have for you today is what valuable um lesson could you provide to someone who's out there who maybe trying to create a book, what would be your advice that you would give?
1: Yeah. So um, I think we've all started from the same spot. And the answer that I gave myself and that I would give others is just to get started. So I had written my first book probably two years prior to publishing because I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like I have a story and the story is told, but what do I do with it? So um, just getting out of the, the corner of doubt and fear and just going for it was what I had to do and what I think anyone should just do. Go for it. It took a lot of research and it took a lot of faith and it's a lot of support from my husband and my mom and my family who stressed me out about putting out books after books after books.
2: Yes. <laughs> but,
1: um, just go for it. I have people who know me and it's like, oh my, my, I'm thinking about writing a book or I want to write a book. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for a while. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Like, what are we waiting on? <laughs>
0: you can do it. Hey, exactly. Anyone can do it, and that's the probably the best part of the internet, and why I do a show like this because you know it provides people a place where they can talk about their stuff that they actually do. So, um, Tiffany, let them know where they can find you on social media and your website and all that good stuff.
1: Sure. So, Facebook and Instagram is simple at Sugar Cookie Books, and my website is www.sugarcookiebooks.com.
0: Well, thank you, Tiffany O'Bang, the author and the person of Sugar Cookie mm-hmm. Books for coming on Creative Hustle where we like to ask creatives how they took their ideas and turned it into a business. And I want to thank you again for joining me on here. I really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you.
0: Have a good one. <laughs> That's the importance of you know, this show it is connecting people who are connected to each other. So shoutouts to Tiffany and also my previous guest, Jermaine Perry Knights, and also Ren Lowe, who joined me in the creative corner previously so if you know someone who has a creative mind go ahead and share this with them because this could be the avenue to boost their business or creative project but up next the importance of being connected and in these facebook groups i have a guest who is helping out the youth as well but in a different kind of way so let's slide on over to the creative corner and talk to rodney Carr. <laughs> Okay, today in the Creative Corner, we are here with Rodney Carr. So, Rodney, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got started.
2: Well, um, I, I am the founder and executive director of I CARE Foundation. That's spelled uh, I C A R R E Foundation. Um, it's a play on my last name. Um, started with I CARE. Like, um, I really do care. So, um, I think I. Um, That name came about in like five minutes when I thought of starting a nonprofit and wanting to serve and mentor to youth and um, young adults. Uh, But um, to to, to rewind it back a little bit, um, first of all, this is our seventh year and we we, we were starting in 2014. Uh, But uh, my service to the youth had had been going on since my son was five years old um, back in, what says he was born in 95, so around 2000. I, be, I became a, a baseball coach i was that that guy on the sideline that wanted to tell my son how to do everything right mm-hmm. and um somebody said well you think you know a lot so stop coaching him and help us coach all of them so i came out the stands that same t- that same day started helping out coaching next year got my own team um and for 10 years i did that um long story short um we had a group of kids that went to some private, some good private schools here in the um, local metro area in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and and uh, what happened is I started, I, I backed away. Once I backed away, I decided to, uh, I was like, they got them to high school, got them to these private schools. And um, well, what happened is they all started getting in different trouble, right? They started getting in, uh, uh, whether it was drugs, alcohol, sex, gangs, arrests, including my son. and. Um, I found out that uh, they needed me more as 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 a young teen than he did when he was a five to fifteen year old. They needed me more from fifteen to twenty to twenty five. They needed me more. So um, what I saw that the one of the things that was um, centered on the issues that they had it was drugs, right? Mm-hmm. But it was um, almost all of them was smoking marijuana. Right. Uh, my wife is, a, is an addictions counselor. I love sports, so I decided to combine our two skill sets and, and um, start a prevention program. So we did a prevention program. We thought, well, I thought I was going to be in schools all around the country, in auditoriums, speaking to people about um, substance use prevention in our youth. Um, there's not a lot of money about prevention. You, uh, it's like the world or the way our system and medical system is set up. wait for a person to destroy their life and then it's like oh here's here's millions of dollars for helping you recover your life where's the preventive measures then so i said let's get ahead of the problem ahead of the curve and do some things about that so long story short it it just started um it cultivated into um addressing the adults because we found that the youth is, is is for the most part is not the problem uh for the most part it's the parents, the parents. Uh, especially in, in poverty stricken areas, um, like, uh, like the, some of the areas that we serve here in Baltimore city. And what we saw, they had a lot of the same, um, common, um, issues, uh, poverty, low education, substance abuse. Um, I think I said low education, those of uh, no job or, or low paying job. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things, uh, kind of helps. And it it, kind of helps to connect the dots of seeing all the common denominators, when it comes to some of our ills and our wills in our inner cities, especially in African Americans or black and brown areas, right. Um, So, so what we did is, uh, we started working on housing, right. So we did some substance, um, substance use of um, housing. Uh, We started addressing the family instead of just addressing the individual uh, and then eventually, we found out we found that uh, one of the biggest problems in our community is not even the substance abuse; it's the mental health. Mm-hmm. Right. So we started addressing the mental health. Right. Uh, knowing that uh, the disease of addiction is mental, physical, and spiritual in nature, we started seeing like, okay, what about the mental part? Right. What about the spiritual part? So, in partnership with my pastor, Pastor Dante Ducket. Um, We started a mental health organization called Collaborative Healing and um, then we started addressing uh, the mental health in our communities. Um, We've been addressing the mental health in our community as a result of that. We started Mm -hmm. seeing um, uh, one of the most key things about that is uh, doing an assessment, right? So most people that come that are interested in our program, whether we're working in the schools, whether we're doing outreach in the community that outreach may look like um, some COVID outreach. Um, food, which is a big program that, um, that we have called Leading by Feeding, um, serving over 600 people uh, weekly throughout the um, Baltimore and Anne Arundel County uh, metropolitan areas. Um, one of the, So one of the biggest things that we decided to do was um, address the uh, food because we knew from, let's uh, say, that's, that's just when you do your, your research or you just read the Bible, it did a lot of interaction and food. Churches yeah. <laughs> love food, right? So yeah. food is a big thing. We started with COVID, right? Um, even though we started, we had been doing um most uh um churches have pantries and things like that, but we wanted to take it on another level. We we want to just give Christmas baskets and turkey baskets, and we was like, okay, what's what's gonna happen the next day? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. We just gave him a turkey and we just gave them a couple of canned goods for one dinner, maybe some leftovers. What's gonna happen the next day, right? That was some of the common things that we saw with our youth as well. As a result, um, the way you and I met, um, you saw one of our our flyers for sex education, right? I hate to use the word sex education but that's at, at the end of the day that's what it is <clears throat> we just put a twist on it. we call it youth reproductive health right because that's what we're really looking at we're looking at hygiene we're talking about um our youth being able to identify their bodily parts um, and being able to know how those bodily parts work um, here in, the, in Maryland they took in sex they've taken sex education I, I, I think it's in Maryland but definitely in Baltimore City they've taken sex education out right so it's taking community organizations like ourselves kids are having sex at a younger age sex is everywhere being sold uh, through our music through our videos on Netflix Amazon it's just everywhere sex 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 sells right and um, our kids know Real Housewives is it's, you know we, you just see it it's flaunted everywhere we go right now you got um everything with the um i, I get it wrong all the time lbtq or i i, I can't, I don't, L- I can't L- lgbt L- lgbt yeah you know? so so now these things are prevalent right and it's like we know our youth don't know a lot about it but like i was i was sharing on my social media today like some of our kids um, we got 15-year-olds that don't even know what STD stands for. What's that acronym, young man? And you say, he can, they don't know, right? What does HIV mean? What does it do? How can you catch it, right? What? How do you get STDs? Um, what is a condom? How do you put a condom on, right? Um, for young ladies, you know, we got young ladies um, that are 11 and 12 years old that that are growing breasts and their parents we got to tell the parent because the parent don't know because remember now we um, we started this conversation about substance abuse right so um back in the i'm, I'm an 80s i'm a 70s baby but i'm an 80s kid right and then the 80s that's when the crack epidemic hit and then the crack epidemic that epidemic hit that started the fracturing of especially african-american families pops was going to jail three Time loser, mine was out here selling her body, tricking, prostituting, selling drugs, and who was watching that kid? Grandma, grandma, seventy years old. She too old. She can't take care of them. Next thing you know, who gonna take care of Shorty?
0: Exactly, exactly.
2: We
0: it always. We are in the creative corner with Rodney Carr, who is the the founder of iCare Care Foundation, um, in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and he's put together the virtual youth reproductive health education workshop, uh, for ages 10 through 15. So can you just give the people a little bit of a description of what they would get if they would attend this Saturday workshop?
2: So this, this, the, every Saturday all throughout the year, every once in a while we have to take the time off because I need time off, I need to take a vacation. Um, The kids got some things going on, but for the most part or we might have an event or something. But every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., we're doing groups. We say 10 to 15, we won't go lower than 10, but we will go higher than 15. We say that's the core age, you know, sometimes. But we we get it if you got a 16 year old, 17 year old that you think need to learn some things about their their bodies. So we do a much more than sex education, right? Um, we, We do things about, we talk about peer pressure, life skills, mental health, COVID health, how they're feeling about life. We, we don't just touch on, we touch on a little bit of everything, but at the core, we make sure that we get, we dot all our I's and cross all our T's when it comes to you productive, youth um health and their reproductive organs. Um, we really need for our kids to be informed, right? Um, and we'd be surprised as parents and guardians what our kids don't know, right? In expectation. I don't remember somebody sitting me down and telling me and showing me about sex.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't even remember me doing it with my own son. I just remember him telling me, at thirteen years old, that um he had sex with the girl, across the street. Right. So with doing um,
0: yeah, doing a workshop like this you know now that COVID has happened and now that you because i see that it's a virtual experience what do you think the benefits of doing something like this virtual would be opposed to if you had did it live in person for only the baltimore
2: community what type of that that's a, that's the a great thing um because uh Until I met you, I wasn't really open to opening it up to the world. And that's crazy because, well, no, let me take that back. Oh, yeah. Because I have an NGO in in Africa. I didn't get a chance to talk about Tanzania in Africa. We're doing amazing things there. 20 acres of land. We're building a sports complex there. Uh, Amazing. Um, African-Americans, if you don't know about Africa, you need to get on. It's the next frontier. Trust me. But. I thank God for virtual because it allows us to reach more people, right? So um, even as the weather's breaking and um, a lot of the mandates are being reduced, um, we're going to continue the virtual. We'll do hybrid um, because I want to do some face-to-face with our youth, and we want to continue this programming. Like I said, we've been doing it for the last uh, two, three years, um, but we just this year went to a a virtual concept and started putting it in. um, uh, and started doing all 100% virtual but now um so i'm looking forward to some of you guys i know i know this is in is this is in, in the uh richmond virginia area um i'm VA, my my best friend i'm a military so i'm a veteran so um i love the virginia area i got a lot of friends down in richmond um in in north and coming um dc metro area mm-hmm. stafford fredericksburg counties um so i'm um, I'm open. We're open to the whole world coming on. Um, we have some we have had some African students actually come on out, call that that Wi-Fi is a little spotty, but <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: I think it's a great way group. to get you know, people there who may not be able to come in person due to circumstance yes. or whatever. Yes. And they can just hop on their iPad and still be there with other people. Absolutely. So when and I saw that, I thought about- I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought that was.
2: Yes. great. Yes. Uh, we would love to have some people from around the country um, log in. And with the idea of saying, like, I am not one to not. Look, I'm a, like I said, I'm a veteran. Just told y'all that uh, we're doing a lot of work in Africa and Tanzania. Uh, I am not close to traveling. You want me to come down in Richmond? You got something for me? Let's talk. Let's chop it up. Let's dot some miles across some T's. I'll be there. Um, I'm always open uh, for a drive or a flight to come and do some work, right? Anything for our community. Anything for our community. Well, Rodney,
0: let the people know your website, how they can register for this course, register their kid for this
2: course, and what you have coming up um, in the near future. Okay, so um, our website is uh, www.icare, that's I C A R R E, found, that's F O U N D, F as in Frank, dot um, org. Um, you can also reach us on Facebook at I Care Foundation. Um, most of our information will be on on our on our social media page, and uh, we have an IG page at ICAREFound. That's I C A R R E Found. Um, there is a flyer out on, on our ICARE Foundation page. Um, it has the link on the um, at the very bottom of the flyer that you can um, register. Uh, if you want, uh, you could de- definitely inbox me or message me or DM me on any of those platforms, and I will send you the link directly. Uh, and my personal number, uh, 443-985-3256. And I, I take all calls, even those spam calls. I take them. <laughs> well, folks, you heard it first right
0: here on ESPN Richmond 106.1, where we take and ask creators, how did you take your idea and turn it into a business? So, Rodney, I thank you again for joining me in the creative corner on Creating Hustle. I appreciate you. Deuces. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I want to thank Rodney for everything that he's doing out there in Baltimore, Maryland. But as you heard, you can attend the class virtually. So if you have a kid who may need some guidance or, you know, you may have a little brother or a friend, or you can recommend this to a kid's friend who may need this, go ahead and contact Reggie via the social media that he gave you. And uh, I want to thank him and Tiffany for joining me today on Create and Hustle because yeah, you got to stay connected, and this starts with the kids. And, you know, today's episode was centered around the kids and those people that are helping them out. So check out Sugar Cookie Books and also check out the iCar Foundation um, in Maryland And it's now time for me to Get up out of here folks So be sure to follow the show Oh our YouTube is up So the interviews will now be up on YouTube So go on over there It's a party And you are missing out If you are not subscribed So go subscribe to us on YouTube Follow your boy Mushking underscore, underscore, On the social medias Twitter and Instagram Is where I'll be hiding on the internet streets And you know Each and every week You can find me here on ESPN Richmond 106.1FM rich men. and uh yeah each and every week you can catch us right here thursdays 5 a.m on Creating hustle where we like to ask creatives how did you take your idea and turn it into a business i will catch you next week folks be safe out here it's a lot going on catch you later <laughs>